Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. We all have stress on a daily basis, but some studies have indicated that high levels of stress can increase the occurrence of headaches and migraines. My guest is Dr. Stephen Silberstein. He's the professor of neurology and director of the Jefferson Headache Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Silberstein. So tell us why does stress sometimes increase the frequency of headaches and even cause migraines? Actually, it's paradoxically, it's not stress itself, but the letdown of stress that triggers headache. How many of us have had a hard week? We're stressed out to anything. And then suddenly we get home, we relax, and bang, we got a headache. And I think this is the biological defense mechanism. In a sense, when we were cavemen, if we were under stress and we were attacked by an animal, we couldn't crawl down and have a bad migraine. But it also tells us that too much stress can bring on a headache. So it's a double-edged sword. It's the effect of stress that produces headache, probably not the stress itself. Okay, so neurologically speaking, what is stress? I'm an exercise physiologist, Dr. Silberstein, and and when I think of the effect of stress on the body, the physiological effect, it's huge. But neurologically speaking, what does stress do to us? Does it cause, you know, increased blood flow? Does it cause, what does it cause? Stress increases the body's own corticosteroids. It increases norepinephrine levels. So essentially the body is being supercharged. And then suddenly you're crashing. You're falling from the stress high of steroids and norepinephrine, and your body collapses. And this is not uncommon for anybody who's taken steroids for any disorder to suddenly feel like they're almost in shock. Wow. So... Stress management techniques. You said we're all going through stress every day. We certainly all are. What might be something that we could do to reduce that increase in corticosteroids and the cortisol levels in our body and all of these combinations of stressful situations in our lives? What are are some of your favorite stress management techniques? Believe it or not, it's probably yoga and exercise. If you do yoga, it teaches you to overcome some of the problems. And if you exercise, you sort of get rid of your stress on the treadmill, whatever else you like. Beyond that, we talk about meditation, biofeedback, relaxation, even counseling. Not everybody can avoid stress, but there are techniques to make stress more bearable and even to let it stop bothering you. What about medication? When does it become serious enough with stress and migraines to say, you know what, I just, I, I can't seem to control these things. I need some medicational help. Well, I think everybody should do the non-medication first. But despite that, if the stress is producing headaches, which is producing more stress, you have to figure out what's primary and break the cycle. And under those circumstances, we find that migraine preventative medications help. They decrease headache, they make you less subjective and responsive to stress and they help unwind the cycle. Okay, so, you know, there comes a point when it becomes pretty serious, and and migraines can be absolutely debilitating if you've ever experienced ones. Now, what about some of the latest advances with drug-free treatments like maybe acupuncture or Cephaly? Is that what it's called, a medical device for cranial neurostimulation? Absolutely. 
Well, let so me put it this way. Those. Some of the things some of the things I actually talked about, yoga, biofeedback, relaxation, they've actually been scientifically proven to be effective for preventing headache. And then the things that we go beyond that, acupuncture I like. The problem with acupuncture, it's something that's done to you as opposed to the other techniques where you can do it at home to yourself. And cephalia is a new TENS unit that you can use to actually help control and prevent headache. And there are many more things like that coming down the pike. So you feel that being actively involved in reducing your stress and helping your own migraines as opposed to, say, as you say, something that's done to you, being passively involved, is a much better way to actually go forward with it instead of sit back and wait for something to work. That's absolutely correct. And we've had people who are stressed out with tons of headache. Once we get them to the point with medications where their headaches are under better control, we recommend all the time an exercise program and with biofeedback to help them deal with their stress and get their headaches under control because both biofeedback and exercise have been shown to prevent migraine. So now give us your very, very best advice for migraines. About a minute and a half left, Dr. Silverstein. Your very best advice for preventing migraines and headaches and reducing the stressors that are seem to be all around us. My advice is simple. Find time for yourself every day. Give yourself a mini vacation. It can be five minutes after lunch or five minutes in a stressful area. If you're in office, get outside, smell the fresh air. If you've learned relaxation or meditation techniques, get away from everything and do it. At the end of the day when you've had it, instead of just crawling into a room, do yoga or exercise, find time in your life for yourself. So this is so important, and people need to really realize how important the stress levels are in our body and what they do to us. Can you just tell us a little bit more about cranial neurostimulation? For people that want to explore this, is it something we go to see a neurologist for? Do you know? Is it something we learn how to do in the office? Explain just a little bit more about okay. it. Okay. The electrical stimulators now require a physician. My suggestion would be to see a physician who either knows about headache or a neurologist so that this is not the answer to your problems, but it's part of the solution to your problems. It may turn out that if you're having other issues, it may not be the right thing for you. So, for example, if you're sitting over your desk all day, you have horrible posture, the stimulator is not going to help you, but a physical therapist will. So I think you need to look at why you're getting your headaches triggered, and then I have to look at the devices, the stimulation devices, as an adjunct but not a cure. That's interesting you mentioned posture. And what role is posture in migraines? Let me put it this way. Lousy posture creates stiffness and pain in your neck. Stiffness and pain in your neck can actually trigger migraine. And 50% of patients with migraine have neck pain. So it interacts and it's important. Well, that's so important because people don't realize about posture and and the fact that it can actually contribute to these things. Now, as far as prevention, is there, we talk about exercise and yoga and stress management and stress relief techniques, but if people know they get migraines, can you stop them before they start or do you get a trigger, something, Dr. Silverstein, that would let you know, uh uh-oh, I'm about to get one and you can stop it in its tracks or not Absolutely. Uh, There are people that get warning signs that they're going to have a migraine. They can have just a mild feel of discomfort. Their brain can be foggy. 
They can be lightheaded. That's a warning sign they're going to be having migraine. And often taking an acute medication, even something as simple as a, a Motrin or an Advil, may be enough to ward off the attack. Okay, so they know they get, they, they get these triggers. If people get migraines, Dr. Silberstein, are they always going to get migraines? And if you are somebody who just doesn't sort of get headaches, then that's not something that you need to worry that much about. I'm, you know, sometimes you hear people who say, I've never had a headache in my life. I think they're the unusual ones. The majority of people have had headaches. The difference is that migraine is typically a more severe headache with disability, nausea, and vomiting. Okay, so if you've never really had a migraine before and you don't realize the incredible pain involved, then it's hard to imagine how people can deal with this. But as Dr. Silberstein has said, the best ways to avoid or prevent these migraines is to work at stress management, yoga, exercise, get involved in your own treatment, be your own best advocate. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at your Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.